rotates. 360 degrees. High, high, 360 degrees. High, high, 306. 306. 360 degrees. High, high. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1. And welcome to your cultural affairs radio magazine show produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> welcome to 2017 and welcome to Full Circle's first show of the new year. Tonight, you're in for a treat because you have all of us here with you. Everyone from every member of Hell If I Know. Many voices. Group 41. Yes. Tonight, we thought we would share some stories about how we came to the Bay Area with you and how we arrived here at KPFA. Then we'll let you know how you can get on this side of the microphone and become an apprentice here at KPFA. Finally, we'll share some of our hopes and some of our goals for 2017 with you. That's tonight on Full Circle. We are many voices. LFI know. I'm Teresa Adams. And I am Sylvia Torres. I'm Audio Desperado Ephraim Colbert. I'm David De La Gran. And I am Dennis the Menace Roos. <laughs> Stay, with, Stay us. with us. Welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA 94.1 FM in Berkeley, California. Tonight, we are sharing our journey to the Bay and to KPFA. So we all have a story about how we got here, how we are, you know, where we are today. You know, literally, where, where your two feet hit the ground. But everybody's got a story, right? And specifically, how did we arrive at this station known as KPFA? What is it that got us here at this moment in this chair in front of this microphone talking to you all tonight? Tonight, to start the new year, we thought we'd take a moment and share some of our stories with you. We'd come where we'd come from, how do we get here, and last but not least, most importantly, why are we here? All of us but Dennis moved here to the Bay Area, or to California. So, to start us off tonight, we're going to talk to Ephraim and let him tell us how he arrived here in the Bay Area. Well, to answer your question, Teresa, Audio Desperado started off in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, so I moved here about three years ago from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And give my theme music first. Set the Southwest mood for y'all. Um, so I was studying American Studies at the University of New Mexico, and I focused on how social movements use popular culture and media to spread the knowledge of uh, to the people involved in the movements while I was doing that in the desert accompanied with coyotes roadrunners spirit animals I journeyed into the world of dance and I uh, was with ready-made dance company for about six years we were touring across the United States and we ended up doing a couple shows in San Francisco in 2010 uh, during that time, I was really inspired by how politically active people were in the Bay Area. Um, 
later in life, uh, I was working in AmeriCorps at a charter high school. It was a ACE Leadership High School, an architecture, construction, engineering high school, and a lot of the staff that were at the high school were originally from the Bay Area, and they were kind of pushing for me to move there. So I said, okay, well, why not? I'll go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was applying to law schools, and I encouraged her to apply to law school out here as well. Um, it worked out where she got in, and we just kind of took the leap for it. I like how you say later in life, like you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old soul. <laughs> so, you know, the journey, the journey started with us traveling through Nevada, um, heading up to Las Vegas. Uh, we ended up in Santa Cruz, and at that point, we didn't really know what we were going to do. Um, so we settled in for some pizza, printed off some renter application forms in uh, a Kinko's office, cried a little bit because we were freaked out at that point <laughs> and oh, then uh, <laughs> wow. kept on driving um, found a hostel that's kind of by the Golden Gate Bridge it's $25 a night which is pretty decent considering the price of hotels out here and uh, daily would drive into the city looking for a place to stay or driving into Oakland and the East Bay so settled out there yeah so that sums up how I got here how about you Teresa Hmm. How did I get here? Okay. So my grandparents um, were actually from Louisiana. And my mom and her family moved here before I was born. And we lived, or they lived, in a place called Ridgecrest, which is near Bakersfield, California, of all places. I don't remember anything about it except dust storms and and lots of wind going through it. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Uh, that's the thing that uh, comes to my mind. So I've always grown up in um, Los Angeles. We, we moved to Los Angeles where I grew up and I stayed there until just about six years ago. And my reason for coming here was to go to UC Berkeley. I decided I would redo the first part of my life by having a second act, as I call it. Nice. Where I um, decided to go back to school. So that's what I did. Um and then I, the first thing that come to my, comes to my mind is that I hated the small parking lots or spark parking spaces. I hated that people drove so slow. <laughs> and I hated all the skateboarders and I hated the bikers who don't follow the rules when they cross, when they're riding down the street. I said, oh my God, I don't know if I can live here. But now when I go back home to Los Angeles, I hate all the traffic and I can't wait to get back here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stayed because I got into the graduate school of journalism and I thought, why not? I mean, I really like it here and I like the idea here. People here in the Bay Area want to know what you think. They care about what you know more than the car that you're driving or what you're wearing. That's more important to them. But now, mind you, my family always wants to know if I'm coming back home. They definitely want to know that. So that's how I got here. What about, who else wants to go? David, how did you get here? All right. Well, you know, um, there's, there's the evolution of every person, right? How you, you know, you take your first steps and then all of a sudden you end up where you're at right now. But um, uh, I'd like to kind of just mention like how I got here, like as a person and um, how I got here like emotionally, spiritually and, um, and also physically. You know, as a kid, you know, I grew, I grew up, I grew up my, uh, my mom, you know, she's a single mother, right? Uh, we grew up, you know, on welfare, you know, food stamps, the whole nine yards. Um, I actually recently found out that my dad was out of the picture a lot um, well, the whole time 
because he was incarcerated for like minor drug offenses. So he's like a part of the um, the, the whole drug war thing. Um, my mother, though, she was really big on, on Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Uh, so she would kind of like really never be home. But uh, we would always, you know, go with her, right? Uh, she, she also like raised us pretty much in the church. So I feel like in my life, I was always in the public view. Because like uh, in the Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, um, which is a really interesting dynamic because um, everybody's got these like, well, not, I don't know how all of them are, but they got these like foul mouths. But they've got, you know, at the same time, like all these incredible stories and beautiful things to share. So, um, so kind of like just uh, living in that kind of environment was really fun, you know, and really uplifting. I always knew that like, the, the public speaking came really, really easily because of that. Also in church, you know, I was like the lector and the altar server and all that. But I was always looking for looking for truth, like inside of um, inside of all these uh, dynamics, you know, that that I was a part of. Um, I don't I know. Maybe that was one thing, but like it, it kind of like uh, led me to uh, to be a musician. Can so I, ask you a I started getting into music. You know? Yeah. What, I have to that? ask the question because you said it's um, it was fun, and I don't think that most <laughs> people that would be the first. Oh, it was a riot. It was a riot. Are you kidding me? Like Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, they're fun. They're so much fun. Um, But like, uh, okay, so I I became a musician, right? And then, you know, I got into cumbia. But the places that I lived around, you know, nobody really listened to cumbia. I can't really say that, but nobody really um, played cumbia music. So that's what prompted me to to try to find a a place um, other than L.A. because I grew up in L.A., uh, that was into into that kind of scene, and so uh, I found I found Oakland on one of my trips that I came up here, and um, I fell in love with Fruitvale. If you see Fruitvale, you'll see you'll see all this culture. You'll see everything that you ever possibly want. So I fell in love with Fruitvale, and I came up here. Um, that's kind of been my 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 progression th- throughout this time. Can you explain to our listeners cumbia? Yeah, cumbia is a style of music. Cumbia style of music is super, super folkloric. It's really fun. You can't help but dance to it when you listen to it. Mm-hmm. We'll hear more about it for sure. Cool. Uh, what about you, though? Silvia. Hey, well, David, uh, when I was born in Puerto Rico, and um, a lot of people don't know where Puerto Rico is, but Puerto Rico is an island in the um, Caribbean. And... I was the youngest in a family of five. I was born and raised, well, I was raised in a housing project in Puerto Rico. And my family was like your very uh, low, very low resources, very low economical status. And um, from the very get go, I learned to make a lot of noise if I wanted to be fed. I make a lot of noise when I wanted to get uh, my turn to talk, to speak. So from there on, I, um, for a while I was a little bit quiet, but I was always very observant and I was very uh, aware of the issues around me. Uh, living in a housing project, you have a lot of, lot of issues going on from drug, prostitution, unemployment, uh, lack of education. But I was very fortunate because my father, uh, although we were poor, uh, he was stressing education as a way of, you know, advancing. So before we even ever had a TV in my house, my father bought us an encyclopedia. 
So being aware as I was, I start um, discovering the unfairness and the plundering of my beloved island, Puerto Rico. And um, I decided to come to the United States in the 70s. And that was when eugenics was going on very strong. Um, and that was eugenic. It was the um, the theory that there are people that are inferior based on their genetics. So I decided to come to the United States to UC Berkeley and study genetics. In the process, I got swallowed by the monster. I thought that I was coming to fight from the belly of the monster, but the monster in a way swallowed me and um, I got married, have kids, <laughs> and then came the struggle, the economical struggle, having tried to meet the ends, make the meets the end meets. So um, I became very involved in my kids' education. I have three sons and I became involved and eventually I decided that education was a very important part of preserving the status quo. So that's how I got here and That's how I'm interested in being part of this program. Awesome. What about you? Mr. Menace. Menace, Mr. Menace. Wow, you, you know what? You guys went really deep into that. I, I wasn't going to share that much of my <laughs> life. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to. You it's, know a right. you know, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. It sounds really interesting. So, I mean, I, it's going around. It's like, you know, um, I, I might as well let's go with it catch the bug <laughs> yeah let's catch the bug join the buzz <laughs> okay um, I guess actually I, I moved here I'm not a, a quite quite a native I moved here from the south actually Arkansas like when I was I believe five that's that's like when I earliest um, earliest remembrances of being here and I was a product of of Richmond, California we moved from Arkansas to Richmond And it was so much of a shock of, of because in Arkansas, everybody's, you know, country, we lived alone. Uh, me and my grandmother, like school, everyone was nice. You know, everybody was polite. We waved, everything. But when we moved from, because a lot of my family was already out here, we moved from Arkansas to Richmond. And, oh, my God, almost instantly... It was total opposite. Like, you go say hi to someone, they might punch you in the face. <laughs> Seriously, like, hey, how you doing? Give me your bike. Or, like, oh, it, wow. was, it was very, it was, it was a lot of con confusion going on. That was like, uh, the year, I would say about 77, I would say about, that was about 87. And I believe, was was that Reagan? Was that? I, I think, was only three, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, but anyone knows around that area, it wasn't, it was a lot of, um, yeah, it was a lot of economic uh, depression, you know, and we grew up really poor. Um, like the kids today have no idea about having one pair of shoes mm -hmm. and you may get another one for Christmas and that's it. And you have to wear those play clothes and all that. And so when kids cry these days, it's like I, I, I don't 
I don't have that much sympathy, really, because it's like you don't know what being poor is. You know, having cheese sandwiches going to, you know, for dinner and all of that. But anyway, let's get back on to me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not digress. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, I was here. I saw all the changes in the Bay Area. You know, um, I was here during the 89 earthquake. And um, if you were here during the 89 earthquake, you know exactly where you were at that moment in time. Like, it's, it's, it's branded in your head. And I remember where I was, so... Um, where were you? <laughs> I was at my great-grandmother's house <laughs> in um, in Richmond, and actually, I was a child then. The um, the Giants was playing the, the Oakland A's. Go Giants, but they lost. So, but anyway, we're... Um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop it there because we have more to talk about than just myself. But we'll um we'll get back to me a little bit later in the program. So let's um let's continue with Sylvia, I believe. Yes. So Dennis, thank you for sharing. Uh, we're talking about us and how we migrated to the Bay Area, and right now we're going to take a music break, but we'll be right back. Don't move that dial. Song dedicated to Oscar Lopez Rivera and all political prisoners. Keep your heads up, cause we won't stop until you all come home. Until you all come home. Whoa, man, hold up a minute. It's been so long, I can't remember the beginning. 35 years and counting in prison. Already lived a lifetime in the worst of conditions. 12 of those years solitarily confined. Hoping that the silence would chip away at his mind. The lack of human contact, the sunshine denied. Till the belly of the beast can do exactly as designed. Spirit side, it's spirit side. It's when your body's still alive, but your spirit is died. Dead, killed, slowly over time. In a cold concrete box, six by nine. And as far away from family and a friends he left behind. So it's hard to see the light or find peace of any kind. Strip search whenever the guards are inclined. And to think he was convicted of a non-violent crime Let him go, just let him be It's been too long, so set him free It's been too long since he's seen the scene It's been too long since he's heard gold keys It's been too long without hugging family It's been too long, so right now can we Show it's never too late, to simply set it straight Open up the gates, man, the people are waiting Cuando salga Oscar Nos vamos pa'l mar Con cuidro y panderos Para celebrar Cuando salga Oscar and he's the last one locked from his generation what's the reason for the freedom block when he never heard another soul to be living in a hole at over 70 years old <laughs> i gotta let the truth be told if any crime was committed admit it he's paid tenfold with pain we can't understand treated like an animal in a cage and not a man handcuffed shackled moved around like cattle all of his basic human rights have been trampled the list so long too many examples more cruel punishment than any human can handle a lifetime behind bars is extreme for a crime that left no blood upon the scene no bodies no injuries to anyone this man deserves his freedom so let him go let him go just let him be it's been too long so set him free it's been too long since he's seen the scene it's been too long since he's heard gold keys it's been too long without hugging family it's been too long so right now can we show it's never too late simply set it straight open up the gate man the people are waiting Libre, 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 lo vi, humilde y auténtico como el mori viví. No vi 
Welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA 94.1 FM. That song you just heard was Rico Pabon with Been Too Long. He was recently a guest of Sylvia's. Sylvia, tell us a little more about the artist and the show that he was on. Um, well, Rico Pabon is a local Puerto Rican musician, composer, and activist. He was born in, in New York, but he moved to the Bay Area several d- years ago. And he dedicated this song to Oscar Lopez Rivera, a Puerto Rican political prisoner, and to all political prisoners in the jail in jail in this country who are subject to inhumane conditions. And today, January 6th, is Oscar Rivera's seventy-fourth birthday, and he has been in jail for thirty-six years. Wow. It is time to bring him home to his family and to his friends. And in my show, I have um, Rico Pavon, who was just, who just, um, as a music guest. As a guest. music guest, because he just finished the production of this song, and I, my program was about Oscar Lopez Rivera, and um, a struggle that has been going on for his freedom. There was a big campaign to collect signatures and this um, one hundred thousand signatures to petition the President Obama to free him. And we reached those 100,000 signatures. That's great. Congratulations. And, so yeah, they, and today, there have been demonstrations all over the nation awesome. and in Puerto Rico because it's his birthday. All right. All right. Good. That's great to hear. You've been really dedicated to this, Sylvia. It's really nice to hear. Free them all. Yeah, free. Yes. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. bring, him home, bring him home. And I just want to mention that we also need to work as hard also to free Mumia Bumjimal as well as Leonard Petlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, d- I look forward to hearing more about, you know, this in our Hopes and Dreams segment of tonight's show. We're going to keep it going, but uh, we're going to change topics just a little bit. In addition to talking about how we grew up or moved to the Bay, we want to tell you how we ended up in the apprenticeship program and let you know how you can be part of the next group of folks in line to host this show. Uh, Sylvia, would you like to get us started? Sure. Um, you know, Ephraim, since I moved to the Bay Area, I've been a listener of KPFA, and I always listen to the, you know, the the PSAs where they're um, recruiting people for the program, but I never consider it because I really didn't think that I have the voice. I never think that I had any talent. And um, so it was not until uh, 2015 that I was interviewed by uh, Bill Mabi, who was an apprentice at the time. And um, I had the opportunity to tour the station to took to talk to an apprentice and see what in, it entitles to be uh, an apprentice. And it was not until I listened to myself on radio. I remember Bilma telling me, don't worry, I'm going to be editing it. Don't worry about it. Because I'm a, I'm, I'm, English is not my first language, so I was very self-conscious. So she said, don't worry about it. It's going to be edited. So when I listened to myself on the radio, I said, hey, I don't sound that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so then I decided that I was going to apply to the program. And here I am, uh, a year and a half after almost 
Yeah. And um, I'm very happy with the program. I have learned all different skills that goes from producing a program, from um, editing, from mixing, from everything that entitles working in the radio station. And I am very, very happy with the program. Um, I Right now, we're in the process of recruiting you apprentice and if any of our listeners out there is listening to our show and they are interested in the program i think they should go ahead and apply they have nothing to lose but a lot to gain it's a wonderful program uh, we have worked together as a group we work together as a group and here we are just practicing our skills and moving on not killing each other <laughs> and not killing each other thank you Teresa for bringing that up you know it's been a learning process we are still in the learning curve but we have gone through a lot of hurdles and I think it's been a wonderful journey and I'm very happy to have been part of this journey with you guys and I look forward to producing and working more with you guys yeah. So um, now, Ephraim, Audio Desperado. Yes. Can you tell <laughs> us and the audience out there what enticed you to join the apprenticeship program? Well, thanks for asking, Sylvia. Um, KPFA came into my life at just the right time. I had started a new job that required quite a bit of travel. Um, so I was on the road and I was looking for something that was, uh, you know, a little bit deeper, deeper thought. I was making good money, but I was also kind of missing something. And what I was missing was uh, community involvement and kind of having an artistic outlet. Uh, I think for me to really feel fulfilled in life, I have to either be involved somehow within the community or doing something artistically. Um, I was switching through the channels when I heard a familiar voice, and it was Amy Goodman. So then I thought... Sweet, you know? What station is this? I looked down and it was... <laughs> this is a great song, by the way. So I'm driving in my car. I looked down. It was... <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Though. It was KPFA 94.1 FM. Weeks went by. I was listening to great content like Counterspin, Hard Knock, and La Onda Baita. And I thought maybe I should see if there's any volunteer opportunities. So I didn't, I didn't really know that there was an apprenticeship program. I walked in. And I ended up running into JC, who's one of our alumni from Comba Voices, uh, Group 40. Yo, JC! <laughs> and, um, yeah, he told me about the apprenticeship program. And when I was younger, I'd always thought, yeah, you know, I used to make little cassettes and kind of pretend to be a DJ. Mm -hmm. But while I was in college and studying American studies, you learn how you can use radio, film, news to really um, promote positivity and how it was used in different social movements during the civil rights era. So, you know, I applied through the website, kpfaapprentice.org, which you all should check out, and um, went through the orientation process, the grueling interview process that we all had to experience. Um, and now I'm here, a part of this great program with you guys, and provided me my creative outlet that I was looking for, as well as meeting my community involvement needs and you do learn all aspects of radio like you had spoke on, Sylvia, you know, production side, editing side, writing side, even administrative roles. How about you, Teresa? Hmm. 
Well, like I said um, earlier, I came to the Bay Area so I could go to UC Berkeley. And lo and behold, I got into their Graduate School of Journalism's master's program. And after I completed the program, well, let me just back up a little bit. When I enrolled in the program, I enrolled in there for long-form writing, print writing. And then they sent a, took us on a tour of the radio department. And I was in heaven. I thought like, that I had been missing this wonderful opportunity all these years. So I was fascinated by everything that happened in there. And so in addition to the print writing, I added radio to the program that I was working on, working in. And when the program was over and I graduated, I thought, oh, my God, I think I need more on-hand skill, hands-on skills, because, you know, you have a lot of, you get the opportunity to work with, you know, with stations and things like that, but there are a ton of students all trying to do the same thing. And one of the lecturers told me about KPFA, and he said, it's a great program. It's been around for many, many years. And then, interestingly enough, um, one of the gentlemen that I worked with said that many years ago, he also wanted to uh, try out for the KPFA program and he never completed the process but he had heard how amazing the program was and how it was an opportunity that would benefit you for a lifetime and I would have to say that I think that that is a true statement because we do learn everything like the two of you have said so far you start off learning how to get along with each other first and foremost appreciating um, the traditions that come along with um, being a part of the apprenticeship program, like, you know, Fire by the Water, things like that. If you apply here and you get in, you'll learn what Fire by the Water is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the secret. Yes. Um, that kept us waiting for a long time, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in addition to um, things like that, then you learn your writing skills. You learn about editing and um, using multiple types of software. You also learn how to produce a live radio show. And then I have taken the opportunity to volunteer with a lot of different producers and with a director here at the program to enhance those skills even further by, you know, learning about setting up for a stage performance and things like that and engineering in the booth. So I think all of those things are great ways to, there are skills that will not only they will stay with you for a lifetime. They also afford an opportunity for employment, which is a great thing. So I have all these wonderful things, that, ex wonderful experiences I've had here at KPFA that I wouldn't trade for the world, including sitting here with all of you this evening. And I'm really happy that we're all here together. And I would say, if you are interested and excited about radio, then you should go to kpfaapprentice.org. The 2017 application is online. I am the outreach coordinator, one of them, so I'll be happy to hear from you. You can send us an email. You can call us at 510-848-6767, extension 235. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. We're usually here in the evening after 5. So, with that said, David, tell me or us... <laughs> Before, okay. before, before we move into David, Teresa, mm -hmm. I just, uh, Teresa, I just want to say that um, even if you don't feel like you have the talent or you're not excited about it, you might discover new talents. That That's very know. true. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And definitely for sure, we're going to be handing out that phone number. So make sure to get your pens, you know, and papers ready because we're going to we're going to get um, rocking and rolling with the whole outreach. Uh, I'd love to get a whole big crew of people in here, which would be really nice. 
um, so it can continue growing, especially now, especially these days. But um, but yeah, you know, the, the apprenticeship program is a, is a really cool, really cool deal. Um, I actually never knew that that it existed. Um, I listen to I listen to radio um, here and there, like uh, down in LA. I think it's like KCRW, um, and and it's kind of I think it's a sister station to this one up, up here. And but I never actually really considered uh, radio as as um, as an avenue for myself. I mean, being a musician, uh, I, I was always just um, you know involved in playing here and playing there and growing in that aspect, but. One thing that that, that kind of never quenched my thirst, um, and also an interesting thing was that people would you know mock you when you, when you're um, when you're trying to change the world, as they say, one song at a time, you know. And it's like, all right, so how how else can I build up this like desire in my heart to 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 build you know communities, to build um, uh, to be more active, to be involved, you know, politically, uh, and, and to have all these, you know, politically charged songs, stuff like that. And so, um, you know, here I am in the Bay, right? And I'm playing my music. And uh, what I somebody somebody came up to me and they invited me to be on the radio, and they said, "You need to come out here. You need to come out here. You need to come check out KPFA." And um, through this person's um, insisting. It, it basically, you know, I came by and and it, it became it became crucial. It's a it's actually it's actually a crucial part of uh, of my of my waking day, right? You know, you you, you dedicate, you know, you find a place where you can dedicate, you know, your time, your energy into building um, a platform. You know, you're you're building you're building ideas. You're meeting new people. Uh, you're meeting people that are like minded as well. And it's just a really great place to continue learning and growing. So I joined the apprenticeship program at this person's request, you know, and it was just a perfect fit. Um, uh, especially this program, which is a place for people of color, you know, under underrepresented people, you know, for women to have a voice, you know, on a large station. This is a huge antenna and it reaches, you know, a good chunk of California. So to have a voice on such a large, you know, station, and by the way, for free, okay? Yeah, don't forget that part. Yeah, very important. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a resource that that you I would never have dreamed up, you know. So I'm eternally grateful, and I'm ever growing and learning and just honing these skills. And I know that these are going to progress, um, especially this year, you know, when it's ever so timely that we should be on the radio together. So. That's me. That's why I'm here. You should join it. I'm talking to you, listening on the radio. Call up, join it up, join us here. But Dennis, hit us up. Dennis the Menace Ruth. Okay, yes. Um, so um after um I got tired of everyone punching each other in the face, we <laughs> I moved I came out to, um I moved out of Richmond and I moved to to North Berkeley. You know, um, you know, just like a youth at the time I was you know uh, listening to other stations that will remain nameless you know um, and I you know you, Ber- <laughs> <laughs> um, you know Berkeley and North Oakland they're, they're pretty much uh, the same so um, it was like I, I can't remember like exactly where or how I was standing but 
Yeah, I think it was Amy Goodman's voice. I think it was. It, it might have been uh, Democracy yeah, Now. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. And it's just like. It's a powerful voice. Yes. It's yes. like, man, wait a minute. Like, that's different. Like, it it just. And from that point, like, it, it, it was like no turning back. It was no turning back. Like, I couldn't go back to, you know, that. That clutter, that lightning, that 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 thunder of, you know, the the confusion of what's on the other stations. This is crisp and clear. Um, what 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 I like to hear, and I'm pretty sure that who who's ever listening to this uh, broadcast right now, I bet, I bet it's number one on on your dial. You have maybe six dials. It's number one on mine. I know that. And if I always know when someone else is in my car because it's man, who touched? But what? You know, someone changed my station. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> man, change it back. You know, so it, it, it was. It, it has definitely. I've never, I've never went back, and it has definitely been a, um, a part of my growth and development um, with the information being um, being. Um, you know, a spread and, and me taking it in. And so I, I always knew that I wanted to come here and I, I just didn't know when. Sometimes things in your life, you know, you're busy or whatever. It took me up. It took me about, like I said, I, I've been listening to this since 95, 96. And it took me up to, to about 2000, what was it, 2015 to actually apply and get in and all of that. But every, like I said, everything fits right where it's supposed to fit so you know this this has been a, a great experience I mean I, I didn't think I, I, I didn't like my radio voice and we had someone else uh, Ron Thompson he he kind of tra- he, he, tra- he, he told me to where to speak from like if you don't think you sound good on the radio it's okay we'll help you come on in you have been listening to Full Circle on 94.1 KPFA. We're going to take a music break. Stay with us.
Full Circle here on 94.1 KPFA. You were listening to Simon Bra. Simon Day. Simon Day Bra. Before the break, uh, you heard our colleague Dennis the Menace Roos. Uh, we do want to let you know that uh, kpfaapprentice.org is the website. Go in there. You can download an application. I mean, you can always give us a call here, 510-848-6767, extension 235. Also, if you are familiar with the KPFA studios here on uh, Martin Luther King and University in Berkeley, just uh, stop on by. They're, they're open. The front door is always open, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can stop on by there. You can get yourself an application. We're also going to be having, and this is really cool, first annual ever, all right, an open mic. Yes. That's right. We're going to have an open mic here at KPFA. And in order to apply, we're going to, you know, you got to get on there. Go to kpfaapprentice.org. You're going to get a bunch of details about it. You know, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. But we're going to we're gonna get that going this year, too. Make sure to get that, get your application. What's up? Oh, David, I just want to remind everybody, or if you, don't, you didn't know, that the application deadline for the apprenticeship program is January 27th. At 5 o'clock, p- at 5 p.m. So just don't forget to fill out your application and submit it as soon as possible. All right. Yeah. You know, and um, so get your applications in. But here we go. Now we're going to take yet another turn. We're going to come full circle. And we're mm-hmm. going <laughs> to take another turn in the show. We're going to talk about our resolutions and our goals for 2017. And just kick us off. Silvia Torres. Uh, here I am, presente. Um, well, you know, um, David, uh, with the change of administration in the government, I know that there's going to be a lot of challenging times, and us minorities, we have to be prepared. I, for myself, I'm starting to fasten my seatbelt because I know that there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road. So I'm. I know that I have been educated through a lot of programs that I have listened to KPFA, and I'm really interested to keep that um, conversation, conversation and continue that process of educating people. And I know that when I moved to the Bay Area, not a lot of people knew about Puerto Rico and the relationship with the United States. It was not until recently that we that President Obama declared to the world that Puerto Rico is a colony a colony in the 21st century so I'm interested in programs that has to do with Puerto Rico and the economical and political situation our colonial status I have already produced a program that has to do with um, the pardoning Oscar Lopez, I'm interested in continuing that line of production. And not only um, Oscar, but also all prisoner po- uh, political prisoners that are in jail for fighting for the self-determination of their people 
and their nation like is the case of Puerto Rico. I'm an educator myself, and I became involved in education when my kids were small. Um, they used to go to a school in Oakland called La Escuelita that it was started by parents and community organizations, and they were going to close it while my kids were there, and I got involved, and as United Front, we formed United Fronts with Laney College. At that time, Stan Padilla was in 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 charge of the uh, uh, football team. And through different coalitions, community organizations, we were able to stop the closing of of the school, the selling of the property by the school district to Kaiser Permanente that wanted to buy it at that time. So I've been involved in community organizing, community uh, movements, as well as in the community uh, and the Puerto Rican community. And I want to... Uh, continue educating people, spreading the word about what's going on, and especially now that we have us a group of people that are going to be coming and are going to try to set the clock back. That's right, you know, and time is ticking all the time, you know, so 2017 is here. I'm super happy. I honestly think that this is going to be probably the most fun, you know, that I'm ever going to have in my life. Being challenged, you know, right now with everything that's going on in the in the United States and in the world, you know, this is a time for anybody who's like a you know freedom fighter or like whatever word you want to use, like to to say that you're you you're on the good side of history. Um, if you're you're a part of that, you know, this is your year. This is a time like to to get up and to get and to get out there, and that's what that's what I feel and feeling in my heart. You know, um, I know that having all the skills that we've developed here at the apprenticeship program i'm going to be out there this is this is the year i've already i've already taken time time off of of work you know uh forget about um you know getting that paycheck i'm not about that right now i'm about um dedicating my time to being very active so i'm going to be out there all you activists that are out there i'm going to be out there with you all right we're going to be i'm going to be there with my microphone we're going to be getting your story we're gonna. We got a lot of things that happened in 2016, you know, the 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 ghost ship uh, fire, all kinds of all kinds of things that happened. Good things as well as bad. Um, but I plan to use my life to spread the only thing that I know, and that's a genuine love of life. I wish for nothing more than peace, prosperity, abundance, fulfillment, and security for all peoples. So we are the revolution. You know, we got to keep it together. So I'm going to be out there with my music, my writing, my voice to interpret my form of activism for this spot of earth. And I'm hoping that it's going to reverberate throughout the entire world. What's this spot of earth that I'm talking about? I personally love Oakland. Oakland is my baby because she's just she's just where it's at right now for me. You know, like San Francisco's great, Berkeley's great and everything. For me personally, you know, I live in downtown Oakland and it's a, it's a great place, you know. Got a genuine love, love of life for that place. The one resolution um, that I plan to really, really, really keep, really keep uh, to you all, and this is, uh, this is one thing I want, really want to do, is I want to update you on all of our previous shows. Um, any, anything that we've ever produced, I want to give you like um, a, a constant update. Uh, for example, the housing crisis. You know, the that... You know, we talked to, I believe it was Lila Hewen, 
you know, with the China Chinatown Coalition. Um, I, we talked to uh, Naji Amaranth um, about about the, the the Oakland Cipher and and the breaking the Guinness Book of Records. Did they break it? Are, Did they? Are, are they still are they still gonna build these big old high rises and make it market rate? You know, and no no affordable housing at all in down in Oakland. You know, so what are we gonna do? Let's not lose momentum. This is where we're at. You know, let's keep it going. Who's next? <laughs> Mr. Menace. Mr. Menace. Mr. Menace. Ah, resolutions. 2017, huh? So many decisions, so many dimensions. Which way shall we go? Um, you know what? I, I think that I would like to continue with my uh, my growth and development um, uh, learning learning skills, especially here at KPFA. Because just to, uh, to piggyback on whatever what everyone says here, this um, is really a, a staple of the of the community, um, where actually the community can come in and speak and and say what they have to say. You know, you don't have to worry about you know. Uh, it for free, I might add, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for free, um, and express what you have to say. I'm pretty sure it's a it's it, it's someone out there saying I need to I I, I want to have a voice, you know I, I have something to say. Come on out. All you have to do is fill out the application. But anyway, my resolution. <sighs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm still thinking about it, actually. But you know what? I, um, I always name name my years. That's that's something that I started myself. I I don't know if I started it, but I thought of it. Like um, like lat 2016, my the name of that year was no retreat, no surrender. Now, what that means? It means a lot to me, but we won't go into what it means. But this year, I named it. I named it All Business. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All nice. Business. There's nothing else. No games. All Business. So what that encompasses, you know, I, I'm going to take that step like step by step, you know, um, one foot in front of the other. And whatever, you know, obstacle gets in my way, I have to let it know that I'm all business now. You know, you might not, you might want to move aside. So um, anyway, with that being said, um, we're we're looking for apprentices. Um, come on, all back, all backgrounds, all ages, um, uh, races. It doesn't matter. Um, come on in. We're looking for you. Um, I, I guess that's pretty much. You know, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up at that because I don't have too much bells and whistles. I'm I'm all business. <laughs> hey, shout out to the other apprentice groups. You know. Yay. What, what is, Yes. Uh, Kat, uh, I like I call her Catherine, but hey, Kat, uh, Laura. Laura. Group yeah. forty. That's group forty-two. Forty-two. Darlene. Darlene. Yes, the voice. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, she, she is the voice. We also have a uh, Kumba Voices. Yeah. Our alumni mentors. Yes. JC, Vika, Ron, Zakia. And of course, Vilma V. Vilma, Vilma V. Sueños del Fuego. Sueños del Fuego. Free Will and Franklin on the <laughs> board. On the board. Joy mm. Moore. Miss M. Miss M. Miss M. Shout out for all those apprentices. Felicia. Yay, no, Felicia, Felicia. We know you're listening to us Felicia in the Bridge. Yes, you are. Office we know you're right listening. Now. 
We, yeah. Now we love all of our all of our former apprentices and everybody here. That you know, they're always in the station. They're always giving us good support. That they're they're here to give us a just give us the the, the ropes and show us and show us the way. You know, the, the, to see them growing, to see them where they're at. You know, to see them building and just being a part of the communities. Man, it's it's really super inspirational. That's I'm all. Gonna I'm go ahead about. and cut you off there because we're going a little short, and I know that <laughs> Teresa's gonna have a lot to say. Felicia Bridges. Felicia Bridges. Thank you so much. Thank you, Felicia. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'm gonna and kind Sarah of Blanco. Sarah Blanco, yes. you're out there too listening. <laughs> Hi, we Sarah. Love you. We love you. Thank you for all of them for paving out the road. All right. All right, I'm gonna try to get us back to the back on track here. All right, because we're running out of time. I know Teresa's got a lot to say. How do you know? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, where's my theme music? Where's my theme music? Let me bring in the theme music real quick. Wrap wrap it up. Okay, let's listen to this. All right, all right, all right. Set the mood first. All right. Oh So for me, (laughs) for 2017, you know, I like where we're going with our conversation here, talking about, you know, this is a time to really kind of buckle down financially, revolutionary-wise, I think what I want to do to contribute to that is harness my radio skills. Because I feel like, you know, we've been at this for about 18 months now. We're kind of coming towards a close. But before we come to a full end, I want to be able to not only harness my radio skills, but be able to pass on those skills to the upcoming group, as sure. well as the apprentices that are going to be applying for Group 43. Which you have been, Efrain, and I, have, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think you have been doing that quite well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I guess as far as future shows, what I would like to do is I really enjoy music, obviously, but I think that I really enjoy learning about the musicians and what inspires them to create certain tracks, whether it's in funk music, soul music, rock. And I would love to do more DJ sets. Also, educating myself more on the board operations side, editing and production for new shows, possible new shows, KPFA, KPFB, or wherever. Even finding contract work if possible, as well as podcasting. But I really want to try to make this like my staple as far as uh, career goals. I want to interrupt you one more time, my friend, which <laughs> you have already started. Also, <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to put that out on the radio yet. So, <laughs> not until it's not until it's finalized. Just uh, give the audience something to look for. Oh well, uh, just stay World tuned to uh, listening to uh, ninety-four point one or uh, eighty-nine point three. Is it for KPFP? Yeah. Uh, and Berkeley. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, hand it over to Teresa. Okay, since everyone thinks I'm so long-winded, I'm going to <laughs> make this short. My resolution for 2017 was to not make a resolution for 2017. My goal for this year is to be true to myself, be honest with the people that I engage with, be, and to hope that we provide information to the audience that can help them in any way possible. And I don't think, um, I'm gonna tweak what David said just a little bit. I don't think that you, if you consider yourself an activist, you don't have to consider yourself an activist to come here and get involved with the station or to come and find us and tell us about a story that you might think that is important to go on the air. So I'll just tweak that just a little bit. As a guest. As a guest. As a guest. If you want to come in, if you have something that you think is happening in the community that you think that everyone should know about or we're not paying attention to, then we need to talk about that. Give us a call. Bring it up. So, that was my goal and to continue to hone my skills on the board at the keyboard as well with script writing and look for my podcast. That's my goal. Okay. I'm unlike... Ephraim, I don't mind putting it out there on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) 
kpfaapprentice.org. Go on there anytime, download an application. Give us a call, 510-848-6767, extension 235. If you'd like to be involved in our first annual Open Mic Showcase, the deadline to submit your documentation is January 14th, 2017. You will learn more about that at the website that David Delagrand just mentioned, kpfaapprentice.org. We'll record in KPFA Performance Studio on Saturday, January 21st, 2017. Get that and get some more info out there, too, on that webpage, uh, kpfaapprentice.org. We love KPFA. Shout out. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. The executive producer for Full Circle is Miss M. Our technical director is Free, Willy, Free Will Franklin Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. We've been your host. I'm Sylvia Torres. I'm Ido Desperado Ephraim Colbert. I am Mr. David de la Gran. I am Teresa Adams. And last but not least, I am Dennis the Menace Roos. Thank you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. Stay tuned for La Onda Pajita is next. Peace out. Bye.